The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You are listening to Health Shots, brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to another She Slays Champion story. This week on She Slays, we have with us Sandhya Krishnan. Sandhya was diagnosed with tuberculosis at a time when she least expected it. Early diagnosis helped her to seek effective treatment for TB, or tuberculosis. Her experiences as a tuberculosis survivor allowed her to reflect and today she herself has become a TB awareness advocate. Sandhya is a certified mind and wellness coach who has inspired several people to embark on the journey towards health and betterment. Come, let's listen to this champion story. Hello there. My name is Sandhya Krishnan. I'm 45 years old. I'm a wellness and mindfulness coach. I live in Mumbai. And when I was 36 years old and the mother of two young children, I had tuberculosis. For starters, I wasn't diagnosed for the longest time. I had just started a new business. I was setting up second of my retail stores and there was so much of work going on. I was in a dusty and in a moldy location. I was coughing every day. I didn't even know about tuberculosis to be honest and I just ignored the symptoms for over two or maybe even three months until my staff, uh, a family doctor and my spouse at the time forced me to to go and get a chest x-ray. I was finally diagnosed probably a day or two before the grand opening of my store. So I really didn't know how to react. For starters, I was so weak. I was down to 41 kilos, coughing all the time. And at the time of my diagnosis, already had a perforated lung thanks to the disease. The doctor painted a very grim picture for me. (laughs) But I remember that my first question was if I had endangered my family and my staff. And my second question, to my eternal shame, I guess, was if I could go back to work. He didn't feel the need to admit me because my strength overall was good and so was my nutrition. But in retrospect, I can see how I could barely have the strength to get up. I did sleep it out for a couple of days, but then yes, I I did feel like I just had a store to open and I had to go back. Honestly, at the time, my emotions were a blur. There was so much going on in my life already. You know, having a house to run, I had pets, I had staff, there were workers, there was sourcing to be done. And like I said, young kids, and I was a pretty hands-on a full-time mom uh, in addition to my work. So there really wasn't time to process any of these feelings. I was blessed, I guess, to have a very hard-talking doctor, but, but he made no bones about the fact that, that I, was, I was very close to dying and that if I didn't take care of myself, I could die. That's how much TB I had. He expressed his, his shock that I, could, that I had been able to operate for as long as I had before coming in for treatment because of the amount of pain and the amount of coughing that I had. It was a blur at the time. There wasn't very much awareness about TB. So, you know, I really didn't know 
about the symptoms of the disease. I didn't know how serious it was, how contagious it was. You just have these vague notions that you've heard from in movies or read in books. And I don't think I responded very well at all. I was outraged, I remember, sort of angry at myself, uh, looking for somebody to blame, somehow feeling like, you know, this was such an inconvenient time and just the feeling that, oh God, this is something else I have to do and do on my own. I think primarily those were my feelings. For me, not operating was just not an option. Needless to say, this had a devastating impact on family and spouse. My mother is a microbiologist and she works in Singapore where they have the highest standards of care and diagnosis. So she was most upset about the procedures that happened in India and very, very disapproving of it. So it sort of set her in a frenzy. Imagine seeing your daughter being treated in a way that was less than optimal according to your standards. I remember she would constantly call me and give me instructions about the diagnosis, the tests, ask me questions. And I was I was already so tired and, you know, in so much pain and bewildered about everything that was going on. I simply couldn't answer her questions and, and I was getting fatigued and, and irritated as well with, with all of this. She finally did take a flight down to India and spend three, four days with me, but it was not a very restful time. Again, for her, it was more the helplessness of not being able to do what she knew as a doctor or what she felt as a doctor needed to be done. My husband, my extended family, we told very few people, to be honest. I did realize that there was a stigma around it. I remember that many of my relatives just didn't say the word TB. They just said Sandhya is ill. It was not something that I discussed with anybody in the family. My husband at the time, he was just really, really busy with work, but he did offer me support. My kids were incredible. The doctor asked me to kind of stay away from them, although it probably was too late, you know, in, in terms of the fact that I had been living with the disease already for so many months. But kids can be incredibly intuitive. They were playful, you know, they're two little boisterous boys. So not being able to hug them when they came back from school or, or ask them about their day was hard. I did isolate myself from them for the first two weeks of my treatment. But even after that, they had such a quiet acceptance of what was going on with me. I remember the first day that I could hug my son. He was laughing about it and he pretended like he didn't want to hug me and then he just grabbed me and, you know, it was, I was laughing and crying at the same time, but I thought it was so beautiful and, and, and to date, they are the pillars of strength for me and, and really the ones I go to when I'm emotionally overwrought. Like I said, there was very little information about TB in the public domain at the time. I was so busy. It didn't even strike me. I didn't even know honestly where to go looking for support. Simple things like just taking care of my health at the time, getting enough rest. Up until the time of my diagnosis, I was working out regularly and I did eat well, but I was under incredible stress and I took it on. You know, that feeling that I have to do this and, and without me, this whole ecosystem is going to collapse. That sense of I-ness and that sense of anxiety and staying up at night and, you know, dealing with people of different backgrounds, dealing with partners. I was very worried. I was terrified of, of having infected any of them, of having harmed them in any way. And also the after effects of the medication, I was on all four TB drugs. 
the after effects were devastating again i was nauseous all the time i was sweating like orange sweat it was hard to eat it was hard to nourish myself and on top of that i would forget to eat because i was at work it was really tough to work to run a house to manage the multiple things that a working woman does and to deal with your health it's not something that i would wish on anybody for me my absolute low point came about 2 months into my diagnosis i sort of came to terms with the fact that i had a disease that that it was life threatening the doctor told me that i had a lot of tb in my lungs but i thought that once i started the medication and you know i was being so brave and taking all the medicines on time i i kind of just felt i would start getting better but i just didn't two weeks one month two months into treatment and i felt as bad as ever i was in as much pain and i just didn't feel like i was rounding a corner turning a bend or you know sort of seeing light at the end of the tunnel to me that was my absolute low point where i really wondered whether i would make it at all tremendous guilt that i hadn't taken care of myself both before the diagnosis and after that i'd continued working it was just crushing i i i can't even describe that feeling and to my doctor's credit he didn't treat it as ndrtb or or multi drug resistant um, or or multi multi drug resistant tb he just said look this just looks like you have a lot of tb and that's why it's taking so long giving up was not an option for me like i said you know i had two young kids we didn't have family in the city and i had a business that that i had just sort of given life to so i had reasons for living but i did really wonder whether i would make it and that's when i realized that something's got to give and i was doing something wrong and it wasn't just about me taking my medications on time that's really when i sat up and said i have to look at the rest of my life and and how my mind is working and how my stress levels and how my constant need to to do and to work and to and to be busy was also impacting the way i was healing from the disease and and the way i was responding to treatment i didn't take care of my mental health and paid a huge price for it i think just having so much stress and anxiety i see now how how having all of these hormones raging through your body actually lowers your immunity it's inflammation that's that's constantly in your body your body's constantly looking out for threat with not enough time of rest digest relax and and a body that's constantly under threat is a body that's actually even more vulnerable because the inflammation levels are so high and also not intuitively listening to the signals of your body i was coughing for close to 3 months before i finally got a proper diagnosis i i sort of went to one of these little clinics where there was an elderly doctor and she just gave me some generic colored pills and told me i was going to be fine and you know i just wanted to tick a box as far as taking care of it was concerned that showed my mental attitude i think we have to be in tune the slightest sort of fluctuations in our hormones does manifest you'll see it in your anger you'll feel it in your sadness you'll sense it in your tiredness you'll see it in how your body and your skin are responding to your environment over time it becomes like a hormonal imbalance a thyroid isn't just a thyroid gland that's malfunctioning there is very often a reason for it which is in your lifestyle and it isn't just about taking medication to correct that it really is understanding what is off whack what is out of balance in our lifestyle that needs correcting that needs addressing 
so for me perhaps it was mindfulness first and meditation came very much later for me and even that in very unorthodox ways that's the path i'm on today to help people find their own unique way of finding something that fits into their lifestyle finding what's important for them and finding what's sustainable and practical for them and learning how to prioritize these things that's really the work that i do today and I, and i find it tremendously fulfilling and gratifying i have three things that i'd like to say number 1 even before you fall ill god forbid learn to get in touch with your body and mind like i said look out for symptoms not not out of anxiety or worry but just get in tune with your body i think we we sense these things and we just take care of things symptomatically at best or even ignore those don't everything that goes on in your body it's a sign it's telling you of something not to be a hypochondriac about it but you'll know the definition of disease literally could be disease there is something that is off whack off balance and tune into that and really get try and get to the cause of it the root of it when you do have a diagnosis for me a large part of it is just to be able to sit with it deal with the emotions around it grieve if you must feel sorry if you must you know give yourself some self love don't castigate yourself don't blame yourself don't look for something or someone else to blame for it but process all of these emotions and then tell yourself number 3 would be to get the help that you need do not feel that this is something a journey that you need to walk alone i walked it alone for a year and it was the loneliest year of my life today thanks to the internet thanks to support group thanks to greater awareness with every kind of disease you will find support groups everywhere so even if you feel like there's a taboo in your immediate circle do know that there are ways you can anonymously reach out that there is information available for tb for tb survivors like us and tb advocates we do provide support groups we do provide a helpline so use whatever energy you have to look after yourself first and to reach out and get the help that you need and know that even after the darkest of nights a dawn will come i wish each of you the very best of health and wellness thank you so much so this was sandhya's story a true she slays fighter indeed we hope her story inspired you and encourages you to take better care of your health if you too have a story to tell then do write to us at healthshots@hindustantimes.com and let us tell your story to the world Till then stay tuned in and don't forget to like share and subscribe to She Slays this is your host Chaya Dabbas signing off i will see you next week till then take care and keep slaying you were listening to health shots brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.